When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. So it's time for Kiwi and I to dive into some of the hot topics out there in our wide, wide world of the NFL. And let's look back in, and that is Mr. Irrelevant. Purdy <laughs> certainly lo- has looked purdy the last few weeks. Right, uh, he's gone three and zero since now he is uh, taken over with, uh, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo going down with that ankle injury. Uh, your your thoughts on you know is this you know uh, so many teams missing out on the evaluation of Purdy or is this or is this more the Kyle Shanahan system that um, that fits him obviously to a T? I, th- I think it's all of it. Um, yes, obviously there were. Uh, teams that missed out on him just based on his sheer talent level. But I don't think that you can just plug and play. If you take him and put him in a different system with a different coach and a different atmosphere, he might not be as successful. I think a lot of the development for quarterbacks um, comes, you know, just from their soaking it up and, and understanding and feeling comfortable and having coaching staff that can put them in positions to, to, to be successful. Now he still has to go out there and do what he did on the field, which is nothing short of amazing. So um, I think you got to give credit to both sides, but he definitely has done a good job. You know, and, and, and after uh, after Thursday night's game, reports were that there were a number of, of coaches and medical staff uh, with the 49ers who weren't sure if whether or not, you know, he has a, a, a legit oblique injury, mm-hmm. and he sucked it up and went out there and played and, of course, played extremely well against Seattle. And uh, and so the, the medical staff, as well as a number of the coaches for the 49ers, are, are just in awe of him right now. It's really going to be interesting, Kiwi, moving forward. They gave up the kitchen sink to go up and, and get Trey Lance. Obviously, you and I have had the discussion time and time again, not really ready for the speed and what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL for Trey Lance, not to say that he can't develop into something really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know, you've, you've got the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. He'll be a free agent next year. So mm-hmm. uh, hashtag champagne problems, right? <laughs> for the 49ers to have, but it's really going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. I want to, I, I want to ask you this. This is what I don't understand. If I was a general manager in the NFL Kiwi, mm-hmm. I would have such value on my backup quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen what's happened here with the Jets and um, and, you know, Mike White mm-hmm. stepping up, Flacco stepping up when he's needed to mm-hmm. Denver. No uh, Russell Wilson this week. So Rippon is going to have to step up Pittsburgh. Uh, no Kenny Pickett. So either Trubisky or Rudolph are, are going to have to step up. The Ravens still trying to win out that AFC North division against Cincinnati. Huntley having to step up for Lamar Jackson expected to be out. Obviously, Heineke has come in for Carson Wentz, has won quite a few games for them. He has been the difference maker for Washington. Arizona, Colt McCoy now having to be the starting quarterback because Murray's out because of an ACL. We just talked about Purdy. Don't you, feel, don't you feel that the backup quarterback should be such a vital, such an important... And, and, and let me just say, I'm a, I, I love Gardner Minshew. So even with, even with the Philadelphia Eagles... 
God forbid anything happens to uh, to, to Jalen Hurts, I have the utmost confidence that, that Minshew could come in and win some football games for the Philadelphia Eagles, considering the talent they ha- that they have on that offense and just how good their defense is. Mm-hmm. I, I just I feel that general managers who don't value the backup quarterback position, <laughs> I, I think are are missing are are like missing the what's the phrase I'm looking for? Are, like are, I, I think the ball. I think it, they're, they're exactly they're dropping they're the ball. Dropping the ball. Agree or disagree with me? I agree 100%. Because a quarterback gets paid, a backup quarterback in the league gets paid an exorbitant amount of money, but it's not just to carry a clipboard. They carry that clipboard. They run the scout team offense. They are an integral part of the team. When you're, when you're, looking for a backup quarterback it's not just to carry the clipboard on Sundays they're also helping getting your defense ready so they need to be able to provide a, a, a multitude of different looks and to underst- understand different offenses so their intelligence is of the utmost importance now their physical ability only needs to be there for a few weeks but it still needs to be there because not only are they carrying the clipboard and, and trying to help getting your defense um, together but in the event that they are needed, they need to be ready to go. There's no questions asked. They need to be able to drop that clipboard, pick up that helmet, and go out there and play. And there's just not a whole lot of guys out there that can do both of those jobs. I mean, it seems like it's real easy just to show up on Sunday and carry a clipboard, but you've been going through um, an entire week of practice, practicing somebody else's offense. And, oh, by the way, you still need to, to understand what we're going to be putting in for our own offense. And in a moment's notice, we need you to go out there and execute as long as we see fit, right? So um, I think if you don't have somebody who's competent and who can drive your offense and who can be a coach on the sideline and be a leader and, and be a team player um, to do that, then you're, you're, all your eggs are in that one basket. When that basket goes down, then you'll see the dismantling of a lot of teams. Yeah, if I was a general manager, I would put a lot of weight and a lot of value in that backup quarterback position, especially if I was a team that I felt like was was built to make a good run to win a Super Bowl, let alone get into the playoffs. Um, again, let's let's look back. Baker Mayfield, ninety-eight yard drive. I was there, dude. I was there at the game. It was it was it was I was at SoFi. It was unbelievable. First of all, a few things. Number one, the entire stadium was filled with black. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders jerseys. It was a Raiders home game. And they dominated the first half. Josh McDaniels got a little tight in the rear end um, as the game progressed and played very conservatively. And I don't think anyone was expecting Baker Mayfield on three days of preparation Mm -hmm. um, had the chutzpah of engineering a 98-yard drive to come back and have the Rams win uh, against the Raiders. And so pretty, pretty unbelievable. Of course, now we know the Rams, they take on the Green Bay Packers uh, on, on Monday night. Not, expe- not expecting the same result, mind you. Uh, this is a Green Bay Packers team coming off of a bye. Aaron Rodgers is great off of a bye. But your, your thoughts on, on Aaron Rod- on, on Baker Mayfield playing footloose and fancy free, no pressure. What were the expectations considering he only had three days to prepare, prepare for the game? There were there were zero expectations. You know, mm-hmm. he was he almost cleared waivers. Um, then he's picked up. He's flying out there. He's got a couple, you know, just few sessions to get everything together. And honestly, maybe that's what he needed. Maybe he's a one of those players who is suffering from paralysis by analysis. You give him too much, you know, you're putting the whole playbook on his shoulders, and you're expecting him to to carry that load. And maybe 
the the key is to you know keep it light keep it simple just allow him to go out there and play free for me right now it's just it's a great story you know as much as uh, we can sit up here and, and get on players and, and stuff like that for for poor play at the end of the day I've been in their shoes and I understand that you know like this is a one-time opportunity you have once you get into the NFL to to make your career and so it it makes me feel good to see a guy who's been down and to to be able to bounce back and, and to to write that part of that chapter of his of, of his story you know where he has that element of overcoming significant adversity and and you know being celebrated on the main stage so it's more for me like a feel-good moment are, are there expectations moving forward absolutely not but in the moment right now you got to give that young man credit for being counted out flying across the country having minimal amount of time to prepare and going out there and executing an offense and and and, and looking like he was enjoying playing football again that's for sure. Again, Monday night at Lambeau Field, single-digit temperatures expected. I know you've been there before, Kiwi. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been there 36 times in his career. Baker Mayfield only twice as he played in temperatures below 30 degrees. So I do not expect the same result. Uh, let's talk about a guy who, unfortunately, um, has not been able to, to brush the rust off, and that's Deshaun Watson. Dude's been struggling, like 16 total points. Uh, offensively, Cleveland has been able to put up in their last two games with Deshaun Watson starting. Now they've got to go up against uh, the Baltimore Ravens with the addition of Rokon Smith. Now is is the, one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. I just uh, huge disappointment um, for for Deshaun Watson. What are you seeing when when he plays? Yeah, I, I, just uncertainty, you know, unsuredness, and and I think. Um, I have to go back to, you know, we talked about Brady and all the, all the um, offseason issues that, that he had going on. I think not enough has been, um, you know, given to the amount of stress and, and home life upheaval that he's going through or has gone through in these, these last however many years or days or, you know, and whatnot. Um, and I think rightfully so because it's a sensitive situation because there are women who are involved that were you know put through a lot worse than what he's going through so nobody really wants to say oh we feel bad for him but at the same time if your home life is is not put together it's really difficult to go out there and find consistent success on the football field if you're playing a cerebral position like the quarterback position so i think um the farther away he can move from 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 all of the drama the the better we'll be able to see him but we haven't been able to see him at his best not even in the slightest all right, let's talk about the Cowboys, right? Close loss to the Texans. Who would have expected that? Here's the I thing. Now, now, they're, now they're going up against the Jags. Now, here's the thing. Number one, the defense has this amazing goal line stand, okay? Uh, number two, then Dak gets the ball, and he engineers a 98-yard drive to score a touchdown and, and for them to win. Yes, very disappointing performance, underestimating the Texans, but that kind of finish, Kiwi, mm -hmm. could that be a monumental moment in the season that brings this team together moving forward? How are you assessing what happens next for this Cowboys team? Yes and no. I think um, because the, the expectation was for them to go in and win soundly, it kind of takes away from – from all that had to go into to them getting the win, right? You're talking about one eleven one team here, so um, 
So it does kind of take away. But at the same time, if you can go into the film room and you can put it on for them and say, hey, listen, these are these are things that we're going to have to point to later on. You know, if we're going to make this big run, because we're going to find ourselves in similar situations like this. And this is how I want you guys to react. This is exactly what I want you guys to do. This is what I don't want you to do. So the film analysis is is going to be uh, pivotal, pivotal. Uh, moving forward but at the same time I think from a player's perspective they're probably looking back at like yo we never should have found ourselves in that situation and what we're thinking about more than how we came out with the win is how do we not put ourselves back in a situation against a team that we we feel we're supposed to beat last thing for you before we take a break and that is the box and Tom Brady struggling 28th in points per drive it's been an anemic season for him and again you know your heart goes out to him in regard to what's going on with him personally but my question to you, Kiwi, is this season with the Tampa Bay Bucks, do you think this affects his legacy at all? No. No, I, I don't think it affects his, his his overall legacy. First of all, the people in New England who, who loved him are going to love him and support him forever. Um, the people around the country or around the world who are just fair-weather fans and just love to see him be successful, they're going to move on to the next, you know, whoever they can place the crown on next. So I think his legacy has been solidified because he's been a proven winner over a long period of time. Whether or not he's the greatest, I'll let you decide that. But I think going through a struggle like this um, at this point in his career, you know, with, with all the, and it's not just the, you know, the marital issues, he's got the FTX issues. He's got, you know, a lot of other things going on too. I think it just proves how human he is, you know, and, and how, you know, at this chapter, you know, this will be more of a reflection and, and not to take anything for granted. He obviously didn't by going to Tampa and proving and, and winning another one, but the human side or father time and the human element to sports is, is always there. And so you have to take the good with the bad. And I think there's, there's plenty, plenty more, um, to his story. He can come back and, you know, have a great, uh, um, you know, um, career in the booth or, or, you know, add another chapter or whatever it is. But I think it's, it's necessary. It's a necessary part for, for young men, especially who are aspiring to get to that level to understand, Hey, listen, you could, you can be mentioned as the greatest and still suffer through, you know, hard times and losses. And you're going to have to find a way to get back up and, and to pick yourself back up, dust yourself back up and reinvent yourself. And so that's what we're seeing right now. He's Matthias Kiwanuka. I'm Anita Marks. You're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. So a lot more coming your way. Don't forget, we've got Mike Tannenbaum, who's going to be joining us at the top of the 10 a.m. hour. Uh, phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. Again, New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results, fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. This Big Blue Report is brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. Now we welcome Giants beat reporter Jordan Renan to the show. Jordan, good morning. How you doing? Kiwi, what's going on? Big game tonight. Big game. Big, big game. Big game. So, so let's. Let's get right into it. What are your um, What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What needs to happen, in your opinion, for for the Giants to come out with a win this weekend? I think that the Giants, the way they're approaching this, they felt like they gave that game away the last time these two teams played. Remember, obviously, it ended in a tie, right? And they, but they had opportunities. They thought that they should have been able to win that game. So, I think they believe if they could fix or correct some of the errors, some of the costly errors, you know, the uh, taunting penalties, the uh, drop by Slayton, or just whatever the heck happened on that pass, that deep pass, you know, late in the game, those kind of plays. Like, if they make those kind of plays, they can get back in the win column. And, of course, it starts with them running the football, and I, I believe we saw Saquon limited last week. I don't think we're going to see him limited at all today. You're going to see him playing close to, you know, 90, 95% of the snaps and try to get him going and hit one of those big running plays. They say that's the difference in their running game. They haven't been able to hit one of those. Uh, and, and that's really what you have to do with Saquon Barkley is let him get into open space. He's not a big yard after contact guy. He's a let him get going. And once you get him some open space, good things can happen. That was going to be my second question uh, surrounding Saquon Barkley and his and his health, specifically his neck, which you know kept him limited. Um, how healthy is he yeah, right he, now in this moment? He, he wasn't he wasn't on the the injury report this week, so that right okay. there shows you that he's significantly better than he was last week, right? Um, mm-hmm. So he's not limited. He wasn't limited. He was limited a little bit in practice, but he was. He says he's fine. And when I asked him flat out, I said, do you expect, you know, your workload to be limited at all? He flat out said no. And I think the Giants have downplayed all week how big this game is. And this has been Brian Devil's approach, you know. Uh, more like this, is our, this, is, this isn't a playoff or bus game. 
if we lose the Giants, and he's right in a sense, the Giants still are in the wild card lead if they lose this game. I mean, that is a fact. So they're not in terrible shape if they win. The thing is, I mean, if they lose, the thing is, if they win, now you're jumping from 61%, which they are right now, to 93% to make the playoffs. Those are the odds if you win this game. And if they lose the game, you dip down into the 40. So you can see that it's meaningful. I think in a way it was his, his attempt, Dable's attempt, to sort of take pressure off the team, to not make it out like, oh, my God, we have to win this game. If not, we're screwed. So you're in the building. You're able to, to, to see what's, what's not said and to understand body language and posturing and all that kind of stuff. So um, what is the mindset? And specifically what I'm asking about is, is this a season where, hey, we're just trying to get to the playoffs and, and just be happy with, with reaching the playoffs? Or is, is there real serious conversation about, you know, making a championship run within those walls right now? Yeah, I don't even – I don't think that's the, the topic at this point that's making a, making a real run with this team. Uh, this is a team – I out of the 22 starters projected tonight for the Giants, Kiwi – four have made the postseason. So I think they realize step one is making the postseason. I mean, guys like Saquon before this year had never played a single game with a winning record. Okay, so that's that's where this team is coming from. They're not coming from, okay, we've made it a few times, you know, we're climbing the ladder, we're getting better each year, we're making progress. No. This is a team that hasn't experienced success. They haven't had that. And Dayball, like I said, he's not letting them look ahead. I know it was different. Tom Coughlin, you can speak on this. He would put up and tell me if I'm wrong every week the standings and show you where you are and basically tell you what each game means because his approach was, hey, guys aren't oblivious. They know what's going on. I'm just going to put it in front of them. Here's the situation. Dable is the Bill Belichick opposite approach. Worry about today. Worry about this week. Everything else will take care of itself. We're not going to think at all moving forward. What's the use of thinking in the future? And he said that this week, Dable, flat out. This is, this is why he does it. Because there's no use, he says, of thinking two, three, four weeks ahead. So I think from the Giants' perspective, they're at the one week at a time, one day at a time approach. You know, win the day. It's, it's, a, it's a corny, you know, cliche, but I think that's really what the locker room is trying to use. And, and they've done a pretty good job of it staying firm on that's how they're going to approach it and uh, not looking ahead too much. Yeah, that, I, you're right. I was, I was there, you know, with Coach Coughlin, and, you know, the season was broke up into quarters, and it was always, you know, seize the day, live within the moment, take care of your business today. But in the, the back of your mind, we did spend a little bit of time also looking at the overall picture. But I think, you know, to a certain extent, you what do you prefer? do that. I think it depends on the team. What do you prefer I think as a with, player? Did you, do you prefer I, I pre- ignoring it or you prefer, re, you know, facing it head-on kind of deal? No, I, I want to know. I want to know the overall picture. I want to understand why we're we're doing certain things because I think as you get older, you start to have questions. Like, without without telling the players that we're looking ahead, they have to start, you know, exposing you to certain things that you might see. 
you know, and so when you don't have an understanding of, okay, hey, listen, we're going to take one period during practice and we're going to practice against a look that we're probably not going to see in our division, but it could have impact on us, you know, if we make it to when we make it to the playoffs type situation. So I I appreciate um, the honesty that came with it, but at the same time, you can only do that with a team that is mature enough to still get the day-to-day done. You know, are you seeing that level of maturity within within the locker room right now? We talked in years past about, you know, the lack of maturity, the lack of leadership. And we haven't really discussed, you know, the change as much. Have you seen a shift in the maturity? Yeah. And, and is this a team that can, um, you know, that, that that's grown up, essentially? I do see them have a very workmanlike approach, I think. The fact that they're naive in a way to some of these things that they have, much of them, most of them haven't experienced success. Like, I have a hard time finding anyone on the roster that even won a Super Bowl. Like, like literally one guy. I, I know Terrell Burgess is on the practice squad. He won a Super Bowl last year with the Rams. But aside from that, like you have, you'll have trouble finding a guy who has really like reached the mountain. So I think the fact that they're naive in a way works in their favor in this in this uh, instance. Because they could sit there and they could, you know, they could sit there and say, well, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, these guys have experienced success, at least as coaches, right? Wink uh, mm-hmm. Martindale, same thing. So they know what's best for us. And I really do think that they have shown maturity in it. They haven't looked too far ahead. They haven't really changed their approach. They haven't – it, it doesn't seem like they've pressed at all now. Mm-hmm. They have won just once in their last five games. We have to keep that in perspective a little bit. I think that's more talent than anything else. Uh, but I, I like their approach. I think I think they've done a good job of staying steady. I think guys like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, they've they haven't had enough success where they could be arrogant or not, you know arrogant about it. But they've been around long enough where they know, I think, at this point, they've seen or they look around and they realize what it takes to be successful. And I think those ultimately are the leaders of this team, those guys, the Dexter Lawrence, the Leonard Williams of the world. I think those are the guys, Julian Love, that I see as the leaders of this team. Mm-hmm. Speak, of, speak about Leonard Williams and, and the defense and, and um, what impact he's had if he is or isn't in the game and, and what the defense was, is looking to change this week. Yeah, I think uh, the likelihood is he's back this week, Leonard Williams, which should be a huge boost for this defense. Uh, the reality is we haven't really seen Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, with the two edge rushers and Kayvon Thibodeau, because he was injured early this year, and mm-hmm. Aziz Ojolari, he was injured most of the year. We haven't seen them together much at all this season. So this will be one of the rare times that you have those guys together. And I think especially with the secondary in the condition that it is right now. I mean, Noah Dory Jackson has really thrown. This secondary wasn't great in the first place, and they were thin. And, like, they, once they lost to Dory Jackson, they, they you know, Fabian Moreau is a decent player, and he played pretty well, but now you're asking him to be to cover the number one receivers on other teams. And we saw what happened when they put last time they played Washington when he faced Terry McLaurin. So, uh the fact that those four, the four on the front, are together, I think it gives them a better chance to sort of hide the deficiencies that they do have on the back end, right? They're playing – they don't have Xavier McKinney, so they're playing, you know, Jason Pinnock and Tony Jefferson 
on the back end. And the second cornerback spot is Nick McLeod, and their inside linebacker spot is not great in coverage. So the fact that if they can get that pass rush and really pressure, and they did it last time, to be honest with you. They really did. They, they, that was their best game, in my opinion, pressure-wise, against Washington and Taylor Heineke the first time around. And it really, that's why they, they shut Washington down. Aside from that last drive, what, the second to last drive, whatever, in the late in the fourth quarter, you know, remember Washington jumped out to a ten nothing lead, and and scored ten points the rest of the game with their only touchdown coming in the final two minutes. So, I, I think this defense getting Leonard Williams back should be a huge boost. Now the problem is Leonard Williams doesn't solve all their woes against the run because Kiwi, how many times and how many straight weeks do I have to sit here and say? Their problem with stopping the run is not teams running up the middle. It's running at the edges. I mean, they do it consistently, and that includes those edge rushers we talked about before. Teams and Philly did it 11 runs. Philly had a 10 or more yards last week. Nine of the 11 were at the edges or completely, you know, outside. I mean, teams just are gashing them there. Mm-hmm. Frustrating D-line coaches all over the league. Well, Jordan, <clears throat> as always, we appreciate your insight. Um, hope you enjoyed the game. We look forward to talking to you next week. Should be Thanks fun, Kiwi. We'll, we'll know by next week if uh, it's panic mode or playoff mode, basically. <laughs> we'll find out. That's the Big Blue Report, brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Pick or design the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of, any of their seven area locations. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. New York.
York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Kiwi, you gave us the keys to the Jets game, how they can beat the Detroit Lions. Time to give us your keys to the Giants game tonight and how they can beat the Commanders. All you. Yes. Go ahead. I'm ready. So, you know, first of all, I appreciate Jordan Renan and always coming on you know, weekly and, and giving us, you know, the insight, you know, being in the locker room is always something that, you know, we appreciate him being in the locker room is always something that we appreciate. My keys, um, I, I believe this game starts and stops with Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Like, is he back? Is he healthy? Is he going to be able to carry that load? Like we heard Jordan say that he anticipates him getting, you know, back to the full load that he was carrying when, you know, the Giants were having a lot of success. So um, I believe the number one key is, is getting Saquon involved early getting him uh, effective touches however they're going to get him the ball um and then also what jordan alluded to or what he said was the defense has to get stops in the running game especially on the outside if we're going to be you know pushing the quarterback out of the pocket or you know forcing things to the outside we also have to understand that that comes with the responsibility of the ends keeping contained whether it's a quarterback running or whether it's the runner out of the backfield and then i also think that special teams needs to come in and and step up t-max done a great job with the special teams unit over the years i would like to see them get some turnovers so um, <clears throat> just to, you know, bring it back around. Saquon has to be back to his normal self. The defense has to be able to stop the run effectively, and they're going to have to get some, some turnovers. And I'd like to see the special teams unit be, you know, heavily featured in this game. Um, love it. Love all those reasons why. Again, these are Kiwi's keys to the game. Just a reminder, if you're heading to the Jets game today, be sure to get there before it begins. All fans are being asked to be in their seats no later than 1245 be loud for the players. Be loud for Zach Wilson. At 12 o'clock at MetLife Stadium, you're in the parking lot. You'll hear fireworks. That is your signal to shut everything down, start heading into the stadium. If you don't leave by 12.15, you won't make it in time. So make sure you get to your seats by 12.45 and get ready to bring the noise. It's time for me to bring the noise, and that is with my locks of the week. Anita's three locks of the week. That's right. Locks of the week brought to you by FW Webb and Will McLean. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100 plus locations for unparalleled Will McLean inventory. Visit FWWeb.com to find a convenient location near you. Also by Slowman's call 1-866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Okay. All right. So um, I know I was, uh, I was in Las Vegas last Sunday. So Larry Hardesty filled in for me and did a phenomenal job. Um, but I did send you my locks, which I went three and zero. So, on the season, I am twenty eight and fourteen. That's right here on the show. I am twenty eight and fourteen on the season. Had a rough few weeks there for a while, but the last two weeks have been solid. Okay, I've gone five and one the last two weeks. So let's try to keep it going. Are you ready? I'm ready. I hear the confidence in your voice. I like it. Let's go. Here we go. All right. First and foremost, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals minus. Three. What does that mean? I'm buying the hook down. It's at three and a half. So what I'm doing is I'm laying $132 to win $100. That's how much it's going to cost me to buy the hook down. And so that's what I'm doing. Cincinnati top offense in the NFL since week nine, scoring on over 50% of their drives. They're only allowing a sack. Their sack rate is only 4%. How about that? Mixon, of course, and Jamar Chase back in action. Since DJ Reader is back on defense, Top running, top rushing defense in the NFL. They have contained, not stopped, but have contained Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb their last few games. Meanwhile, the Bucks offensively 28th in points per drive. 
Uh, Tom Brady's dealing with a thumb, and their defense just gave up 35 points to Mr. Irrelevant Purdy over there in San Francisco. So if Purdy could put up 35 points, just imagine how much um, Burrow can do. So all the reasons why I'm rolling with the Bengals today, minus three. Your thoughts? Absolutely safe. I'm on board with this one 100%. Okay. Well, that's nice. Um, my my next two are teasers. I know a lot of people think teasers bets are suckers bets. Okay, that's fine. I'm winning with teasers bets this season. So uh, if you don't if, if you don't want to jump on board, that's fine. Uh, so my first bet is an over-under on two games teaser. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. Um, Tennessee and the Chargers. What Tennessee does offensively well running the football, the Chargers are the absolute worst on defense. What the Chargers do, great in, in, in the passing game, the Tennessee Titans are the absolute worst. I think a ton of points are going to be scored here. Okay, here's another thing for you. Both defenses are the worst in allowing touchdowns outside of the red zone. Tennessee has allowed 11 touchdowns. The Chargers have allowed 15 from outside the red zone. I just think a ton of points are going to be scored here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tease the over. Okay, I'm going to tease the over down to 40 and a half. So I'm saying combined, there'll be more than 40 and a half points that will be scored in that Tennessee Chargers game. And I'm going to align that with Atlanta and New Orleans. Why? Ritter is starting at quarterback for Atlanta. Don't think he's going to do much. He doesn't pass the ball that much. The Saints coming off of a bye. Saints have uh, Andy Dalton. Offensively, they've been sputtering as well. And so I'm going to tease that under up to 49 and a half. So I'm saying that in the Atlanta and the Saints game that they are combined they are not going to score more than 49 points thoughts i like the first one um all the reasons you gave titans chargers um falcons saints that was a little bit more questionable but because you're you're teasing them together i'll I'll stay with you on on this one also okay good all right so 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 we're two for two with kiwi with my locks of the week mm-hmm. and last but not least right, another teaser Another teaser, and I'm going with my favorite dog this week. Well, actually, the Giants are my favorite dog, but my second favorite dog, and that's the Jags. Why? Well, I think this could be a look-ahead game for Dallas, considering that they're taking on the Eagles next week. Jags coming in, feeling really good about themselves after the beatdown they put on Tennessee. Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, actually better QB rating this season than Dak. Uh, Since week 10, he's got 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Meanwhile, Dak, he's thrown an interception every game the last nine weeks. Okay? Dallas, not good against mobile quarterbacks. In fact, this is interesting. And and Kiwi, you you can attest to this. The defense is 0-2 straight up on real grass. Slows them down. Mm. How about that? And they have some cornerback issues. So I'm going to tease the Jags up to plus 10.5 because it's 4.5 right now. I'm going to tease the Jags up to plus 10.5. And and I'm going to align that with the Monday night game with the Packers. And I'm going to tease that down to minus 1. Going up against the Rams, feeling really good about themselves. And Baker Mayfield, that 98 drive at home against the Raiders. uh, It's going to be like one do, like one um, digit temperatures in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has played in that type of temperature, 30 or below, 36 times in his career. Baker Mayfield only twice. Okay, so weather conditions bode well for the, for the Packers. Also, this will be the first game. Get this, all, all the top wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers has to work with have only played 52 snaps together. He's 
finally going to have his full arsenal, ready to go, healthy, ready to rock and roll. And as we know, the Rams, uh, they can't pressure anyone and have one of the the worst uh, passing defenses in the NFL. I think Aaron Rodgers rolls here. So again, two-team, six-point teaser, Jags plus 10.5, the Green Bay Packers minus one. Thoughts? That That's difficult. Um, Packers minus one. Uh, that's doable. Jags, I, I wouldn't go. With, I wouldn't go with this one just because I, I don't. I don't believe in Jacksonville right now. Um, not against. Not against Dallas. I know that they've shown, you know, their, their inconsistency and they play down to the level that they're playing against. But I, I still don't. I still don't see that one happen. So okay, at least so, so at least two two of three. You're with me with two of three. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, that's good. So again, just to recap, Anita's locks of the week, um, and I'm 28 and 14 on the season, which isn't half bad. Um, Cincinnati minus, minus three. I'm buying the hook. Two-team teaser, char- teasing the Chargers over down to uh, 40 and a half, charging Atlanta and New Orleans under up to 49 and a half. And another two-team teaser with the Jags at plus 10 and a half and the Packers at minus one. So those are my three locks of the week. A uh, little, little extra, extra sauce on the side here, and that is my, probably my favorite bet is Cole Komet over three and a half receptions. And by the way, you can get this at, uh, at minus 110, which means you're laying $110 down to win 100. Why? Eagles are going to be getting after Justin Fields. Uh, and when he is pressured, Cole Komet is his security blanket. Uh, he's averaging six targets a game. Last game, seven targets, six yards. I'm sorry, seven targets, six receptions, 72 yards. He's got a 30% target share. And Claypool's out. Claypool's not, not playing. So who the heck is Justin Fields going to throw the ball to? I think it's going to be Cole Komet. I think this is one of the sneakiest, best bets out there right now. Cole Komet over three and a half receptions today. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.